from deep in the heart of Central Texas, it's the Best of the Outdoors podcast, brought to you by Texas Fish and Game Magazine, the voice of the Texas outdoor nation. I'm your humble host, Dustin Vaughn Warnke, author, outdoor writer, videographer, speaker, blogger, and podcaster, and I'm so excited that you've taken the opportunity to download our show, whether you are streaming it online or however you are listening, thank you so much for doing so. Back again this week with another show. I'm excited to be joining you again, and I'm excited that you joined us, and uh, really excited about the opportunity to share this podcast with our listeners, and um, whether that be inside Texas or outside Texas, we have a lot of good content here, and I really appreciate you tuning in today. So, my guest today is one that I've kind of kept a mystery from the show uh, the last couple of episodes, because I did the NRA episode and then a couple of other shows prior to this, and... um, the, the guy that I've got here, I've known for about 11 years now. His name is Cody Weezer, and he runs a company called W Gear. And it's a new line of shooting and hunting gear that is just perfect for the outdoorsman. I mean, I absolutely love this guy. I've known him for a while. He makes really high-quality stuff. I've shot with some of his gear before. I've used his gear and uh, really wanted to have him on the show to talk about hunting and uh, especially hog and deer hunting and strategies for that and then also kind of shooting gear uh, 101 and, and kind of the things that he has to offer from W Gear Line. Before I get too far into this episode, I want to mention our sponsor for this episode and that is Texas Hunter Products and they can be found at their website which is texashunterproducts.com. They make a wide variety of different things. If you've been on fishgame.com on our website, you probably have seen their banner once in a while run. Uh, We've got a banner running through now through the end of May. And um, basically, they make an awesome fish feeder that they've just come out with. It is awesome. It is really cool. They make protein feeders, deer feeders, hideaway feeders, chairs and stools, road feeders, hunting blinds and shooting bags and other shooting accessories. But I really love these guys. I really uh, love what they're up to. I know Chris Blood over there, and he's a great guy. And um, just have a lot of fun. Really cool stuff. And I just really love what this company's up to. So check out Texas Hunter Products at texashunterproducts.com. And uh, give them a shout. Let them know that you heard about us on the heard about them on the show. And that would be a lot of fun. So back to the content of our show and i'm really excited about my guest cody weezer today and i want to apologize in advance because the audio quality on this particular call is not the best i had a piece of audio equipment that i used to record my phone calls because most all the calls that we record on the show i basically don't use skype or anything like that i use a hardwired connection to my system here at my home studio And I basically plug in a 3.5 millimeter plug into the phone, uh, my cell phone, my iPhone, and record phone calls that way. Well, that piece of um, equipment or piece of something else, I could say, gave up on me the night I was trying to record this call with Cody. So I used a program that is getting ready to be obsolete now. It's a uh, call taping uh, program that I use to record the call. And uh, it is okay. You can still hear us just fine. There's just a little bit of metered static, I guess is the best way to explain it, on our call. But you can still hear both of our voices fine, understand what we're saying just fine. So I went ahead and ran with it this week. And I've got that new piece of hardware in my studio now again. And so we will have better luck next time on the future calls. Next episode, I'm going to have Chester Moore from Texas Fishing Game, our editor-in-chief. 
uh, on the show to talk about some wildlife biology stuff, and I will have this new piece of equipment installed and ready to go, and um, it won't get trampled on like the last one was. It was kind of stepped on and uh, rolled over with my office chair and that kind of stuff. So anyway, but here's my interview with Cody Weezer. I really think you'll enjoy it, and here we go. Joining me on the phone is Cody Weezer from W Gear. And Cody does a lot of stuff in the outdoors. I'm really excited to have him on tonight. Cody, how are you doing tonight? Pretty good, Dustin. How are you? Oh, better than I deserve. I can't complain. I'm having a great night. And uh, a lot of fun going on there. Um, tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into hunting and shooting and the outdoor sports, Cody. Well, I mean, I was born and raised in, a, in the hunting environment. You know, my grandfather and, and mom and dad both uh, big hunters and that was kind of the, the family pastime so so grew up you know sitting in deer stands when I was when I was little and and uh, that was kind of our, our family uh, what we did on the weekends hunting fishing and more hunting than we did fishing but uh, that's the way I was, was brought up so um, I you know fell in love with that sport uh, um, as a kid and and it just took off from there and I've been doing it ever since. That's awesome. Did you grow up around Texas for the most part, Cody? I, I did, yeah. I've been in Texas my whole life. What part of Texas, can I ask? Yeah, I grew up in Lavaca County, um, Hallisville, Shiner area. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's where I first met you was uh, the Hallisville area. You used to put on the Wild Boar Expo, which is something that really started back in, what, 2006, 2007, something like that? I think so. I think 2006 was the first year we did it. Tell me a little bit about what um, what that was and uh, and how that worked because that was something really innovative at the time. Right. Yeah. I mean, we kind of um, you know we I owned Wild Boar USA, which was a, at the time was a hog hunting magazine, and and um, and we manufactured a bunch of of gear that was protective gear for for people that hunted with dogs. Right. And and we started the Wild Boar Expo just to. You know, hog hunting was kind of a kind of a, a sport that wasn't uh, wasn't looked upon too kindly. Not too many- I think it's expanded. I think the hunt still goes on, but they don't do the expo anymore. Can you believe that we've known each other for over ten years? I know it's been a long time, right? <laughs> That's why. Time flies when you're having fun, and you're right. getting kids involved in hunting. Uh, how old are your kids? You've got quite a few kids, right? Yeah, I've got five kids. Uh, the youngest is nine, and the oldest is eighteen. And um, they all they all enjoy hunting. Some some do it more more into it than others. I've got one of my boys is, is like a he's addicted to uh, to bass fishing, so he's he's teaching me stuff um, at this point. But um, you know, right. all the kids like to get out there and, and get to the woods and whenever they can. That's wonderful. And one of the things that I've seen in some of your YouTube videos, and I'll plug your YouTube channel on our uh, show notes today. Basically, one of the things that you're into that you get your kids into is specialty, specialty pistols. Will you tell us more about that? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, uh, you know, like I said, I grew up hunting, and and this is actually my 18th year in law enforcement. I've been a Texas peace officer now for 18 years. Wow, thank and you for this, by the way. No, no, I appreciate it. Um, and through that, you know, I've been, uh, you know, always liked guns, always liked shooting, but through law enforcement, um, I was fortunate enough to be part of a, a SWAT team for a few years and. So got into tactical shooting in 308s, and and uh, that really just they, they kind of worked hand in hand, you know. Uh, the, right. The more training I got to do, the better I became behind a gun, and, and the 
and that just improved the hunting um, and, and shooting ability in the field. And um, I don't know, I kind of wanted to challenge. You know, some people always say they go to people go to bow hunting because they're sick and tired of shooting a gun and they want a little more of a challenge. And I tried a bow and I and I just it just didn't feel the same for me. I like I like the smell of gunpowder. I like pulling trigger and and I was searching the internet one day and found out about specialty pistols, which are basically bolt action rifle caliber handguns. And from the first time I, you know, saw them online, I was addicted and started my first build and started started messing with those. And and uh, I don't I haven't haven't shot a rifle as far as uh, at a game animal. And and I think three years now I've been hunting 100% with specialty pistols and really enjoying it. Wow, that's great. And one of the guns that I was really interested in that you have uh, posted on your uh, Facebook, Instagram, and and wherever you are on social media that uh, that said somebody told you something could never be done, and that was a forty five seventy government, correct? Right. Yeah. On a based on a uh, a Remington uh, bolt action. A Remington yeah, seven hundred, right? Um, he actually built it on an XP one hundred, which XP is the old Remington right. six hundred, okay. uh, the old Remington six hundred action. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay. Very good. And you built that gun because they told you it couldn't be done, right? Right. I mean, I'm I'm not a, a gunsmith, but I have crazy ideas, and I've through the years met people that that gunsmiths that have somehow been able to make some of these crazy ideas come to fruition. So <laughs> I'm not taking any, any credit for making it work. I just had the idea and found somebody that could make it work for me, and, and they did. That's great. So these are these specialty pistols are basically, you know, if you will, cut down versions of of, uh, of popular rifle calibers. And uh, very accurate, aren't they? Yeah, they're really accurate. Um, I mean, they shoot they shoot right along with um, with the, the guns that I used, you know, in, in law enforcement. I mean, half-minute angle guns, um, you know, half-inch groups at 100 yards. I'm not a big group shooter, but, but to prove the gun, that's, you know, what you do. And, and um, now the 4570, I'm still working on low development. Right now I've got it about an inch, uh, three-quarters of an inch, which I'm not sure with that big, heavy, slow bullet. How it's going to do with all my 308 specialty pistols? They'll shoot um, half a minute or less, uh, you know, at 100. So that's great. That's it. Definitely makes it makes it nice when you're out hunting to know that uh, that bullet's going to go exactly where you want it to. So you're shooting sub MOA at 100 yards. That's great. I mean, that's incredible. Right. right. And all that's my wonderful. all the specialty pistols I have, we shoot I like 13 inch barrels. Um, I, you know, easy to maneuver, easy to get around, and and you know, a lot of people think, oh, well, you can't shoot, you know, past 75 or 100 yards with that. You know, we, I haven't taken game. I think the I've, the longest deer shot I've taken with one is a little over 200 yards. But um, we shoot steel all the time, and we go out the, you know, with a 13 inch barrel 308, go out to 500 yards, and you know, hit 12 inch steel every shot. So, wow. it's definitely definitely accurate, and you can do uh, a lot further distances than what what most people would think. You know, a common specialty pistol that's made, you know, instead of customizing one, is a Thompson Encore, Thompson Contender is the older version of that, correct? Correct. Uh-huh. And my dad owns one. He has it in 30-30, carbine. Uh, he has it in uh, two and he's got it in, in a couple of other calibers, 45 ACP and, and a couple of other calibers. And I've enjoyed shooting that gun because the recoil is not as bad as you would think of a rifle coming, rifle bullet coming out of a cal, you know, rifle caliber, I should say, coming out of a, um, of a, of a short gun like that. You know, the recoil is pretty negligible, isn't it? I mean, not negligible, but it's not as bad as you would think. Would that be correct? Yeah, 
Yeah, the recoil is not bad at all. The guns that I run, I put muzzle brakes on. Um, right. Definitely, you wouldn't want to shoot them without hearing protection. Um, not sure. with any gun, but uh, but now recoil. I mean, my um, my 11 year old son shoots the 308 all the time. Um, we have a little range set up at the at the, the family farm. You know, 375 yards as far as we can get back, and he can hit the steel target every you know every shot. Um, doesn't recoil at all. We we even run rifle scopes on ours, so you're not getting any recoil, so you don't get you know hit with the scope. Right, but, um, um, scope eyes they call it. Right, <laughs> right, right. Um, something that you love to do is hog hunting. Is that correct? I do. I've been hog hunting for as long as I can remember. Yeah, I've been at it for about 11 years now, and there are a lot of great groups out like out there, like the Texas Hog Hunting Association. They have a Facebook group that I'm a part of, and um, plan to join their group pretty soon and uh i just you know hogs are definitely a problem in texas but they certainly create a challenging hunting environment and that's one thing i wanted to bring up on this show is some of the stuff that you're able to pull off with um with with uh, hog hunting with specialty thistles um and deer hunting and so on and so forth is you're giving yourself kind of a challenge but you're not, you know, uh, giving yourself such a challenge that it's not doable. You know what I'm saying? Like making right. a bow, bow hunting yard shot, you know, a hundred yard bow hunting shot, you know, with the with the with the piece of archery equipment like a bow or a crossbow. Um, you know, it's 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 definitely doable still, but it's still a challenge. Would you say that? That's exactly what I feel. It's something a little different, a kind of a little oddity factor with it. Um, you know, there are different techniques used to, to shoot the, you know, the handguns at, at that distance with the way the gun's set up and the rest and whatnot. But, yeah, it makes sure. me feel like it's a little different challenge and, and something a little more than than the rifle that I've hunted with, you know, for years. And, and uh, just uh, kind of makes me feel like I'm doing something a little different, but, but still being able to pull the trigger and, and smell the gunpowder. Right, <laughs> which is very important for us guns. Very important, right? Sure. <laughs> Get that gunpowder gun smell in the morning. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, give us a few tips for hog hunting. I haven't talked a ton about hog hunting on this show, and I kind of like to see how you do it and how you recommend our listeners uh, approach it. Um, I've always, you know, I've always been a big fan of a of a feeder, um, you know, a spin type feeder. I mean, hunting here in Texas, that's that's pretty standard. Right. Um, one thing that we've done um, is incorporated uh, what we call we call cornholes. You know, digging a post hole uh, a few feet from the, where the feeder sprays, and uh, putting about 50 pounds of corn down in that hole. And we found that keeps the hogs out longer. Um, right. You know, if you've got a big group of hogs and the feeder goes off, even if you have it running for 15 or 20 seconds, they'll vacuum up all the corn and be gone. You know, in a couple minutes. Uh, with the uh, with the cornhole, the hogs kind of fight over the position. Who's going to get to dig in the hole? Who's going to get to eat? And uh, keeps the hogs out there longer. Lets the more dominant boars and south, the bigger hogs come out. Um, they usually come out and get precedence over who's in the hole, you know, first. And that's allow us to take bigger boars, uh, bigger sows. Uh, even a lot of times, the hogs when they're down in the holes, because uh, they they get pretty big pretty quick. You know, a, a post hole turned into the size of a bathtub in a in a few weeks if you keep it filled up. But uh, we've been it. able to kill multiple hogs, you know, from the same spot just because they're down in there. When the gun goes off, they don't know where it came from, and it kind of startles them. And a lot of times, you'll get a follow up shot, which you know isn't usually the case when they're just peeing under the feeder. Right. No, that's, that's great. And uh, I've never really tried the post hole technique before, but I, even if you don't have a post hole digger, you can certainly dig out a pretty 
narrow hole with the spade shovel or something like sure. that, couldn't you? Right? Sure. You know, just a shovel a lot of times is, you know, all you have to get down and, you know, a foot or so and it'll hold a bag of corn and, and then throw a little dirt on top and uh, that, that'll last for a while. So the one thing about wild hog hunting is that you have the opportunity to, you know, I took a friend of mine uh, who's been on the podcast before, Michael Foster, hog hunting for his first time in December and uh, we had a blast doing it, but he said, man, they move all the time. You know, he said, I can't get a solid shot because they keep moving. And I said, that, my friend, is called the challenge of hog hunting. You know, <laughs> so, you know, right. that's what I, I really think is interesting, you know, about the sport is they're constantly jockeying from position, aren't they, in front of that feeder, in front of that corn, right? Oh, yeah, it's almost a moving target. I mean, you've got, yeah. you've got to to. to time it just right or you may you may make a bad shot or may not you know may not hit the hit the, target the dog. shot or whatever exactly right. right so i mean that's that definitely being picking the hog that you want and and making a solid shot on it would be a good a good um strategy would that be correct no definitely and it's a good training i mean it's uh hog hunting i i, I like using for the kids uh for myself um it's it's good good real life scenario hunting training you know I mean, right Everybody thinks about that big buck they're going to shoot and, and uh, practice for that, you know, once a year if if they're lucky opportunity. But, you know, hog hunt, you can go out, you know, every weekend and, and you know, with a good feeder set up that's been established and get some uh, get some live fire practice on something, you know, something out there that uh, tells you what your bullet doing, telling what you're doing behind the gun and behind the scope and, and uh, you know, get you ready for the for the, the real thing. And since wild hogs are so tough, you know, in a lot of ways compared to the way a deer is built, I also think there's an opportunity there to um, to definitely, you know, uh, test your rounds, test your bullets, making sure that they're penetrating correctly, making sure they're expanding correctly, and so on and so forth. Would you agree with that? Oh, that's exactly what I do. It's the same thing. I mean, I've, I've had to do that with especially pistol, you know, loading rifle bullets and, and rifle rounds. Um, they don't react or, or act the same coming out of a 13-inch barrel as they do, a, you know, a, a 20 or 22-inch barrel. And so I've had to, you know, try different bullets that I like. So, you know, I do hand loading, so try different things. And, uh, and a, a decent-sized hog is a, is a very good uh, a litmus test for, for what a bullet's going to do. Litmus test. I love it. That's great. <laughs> That's about right, though. Um, you have uh, a couple of videos on your YouTube channel, especially pistols, and also I've made a video for you of your W gear. Do you want to talk something about something uh, more about your W gear line? Sure, sure. I mean, we've like I said years ago, we manufactured gear for for dogs, protective gear. Um, you know, uh, we use only the best uh, material, thousand denier Kadura. Uh, you know, everything is double, triple stitched. Um, and so with, uh, getting into shooting and then, you know, my years in law enforcement, I've wanted to come up with some, some rest bags, you know, front and rear rest bags for, for not just specialty pistols, but for rifles and tactical rifles and things like that. Um, so we just kind of carry that into what W gear is. And we, we have a few different products that we make, uh, like I said, for the specialty pistols, but then stuff too for, for the basic hunter. We have a, a, a what we call a rifle pillow that, um, straps on the front of your rifle forearm, um, the forend. So when you, uh, you know, put it out your deer stand window, you're not bumping around and scaring the deer off. It makes a nice solid but soft rest that's, that's quiet. Um, you know, we have, uh, have a few rest bags and things like that that, uh, that we're, we're doing well with and, and just trying to get out there to, uh, you know, people that like to enjoy shooting or, or hunting. 
The nice thing I like about your gear, though, is that it's also made, you know, in America. It's made in Texas. Is that right? Yeah, everything everything that we, we make is 100% made in the USA. And I don't know about our listeners, but I love to support Texas companies. I've actually had a chance to handle some of your W gear. You sent me a... Uh, I believe you sent me an ammo bracelet before, and you sent me a rifle pillow before. And the the stitching and the quality of the product is really there. I mean, the the attention to detail that you show in those products is just absolutely amazing. I mean, my hat's off to you for the time that it takes to develop a product like that to make sure it's not too large, it's not too small, uh, it fits the gun well, you know, so on and so forth. I mean, that's really important. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, we've we've spent a lot of time, like I said, my my time hunting and then mixing that with the law enforcement training and and and, and time. We've kind of combined the two to to try to bring uh you know um, bring a product out that's that's uh kind of got the best of both worlds. So you have the ammo bracelet. Tell me something about that too, because that's a neat product that I I can't believe I hadn't thought of something like that before in my past. You know, with all yeah. the hunting and shooting and ammo handling that I do. Right, just something real simple, you know, something, I mean, there's a lot of guys that are into, um, you know, I actually came up with it when I uh, shoot in a, a New England uh, um, handy rifles, you know, single shot oh, right. break over handy rifles. Right. I, all my kids, that was their first gun. I, I built each one of them a, a single shot break over, and I felt that's the best way to teach a you know, kid that one shot counts and, right. and uh, to only have one shot, and it's, it's a very safe, very well-built rifle. They don't make them anymore, but they're, you know, a lot of people started out with that very gun. And uh, it's just a, a an ammo solution that you know kids put it around and put it around their their thigh or, or their wrist, or, or strap it on their gear bag, or even even around the fore of the rifle or the buttstock. And uh, we make a model that holds five rounds or a model that holds two, um, just to give you some extra ammo right there readily available. Um, you know, especially pistol guys like a lot of those shoot the XP 100s, which are single shot. Um, like you said, the the Thompson uh, contenders are all single shot, so. We uh, we have a lot of customers that shoot you know single shot rifles um, or double rifles you know that that a few extra rounds um, easily available. I just think shooting gear like that is practical and tactical in a way because it keeps the ammunition, for instance, with the ammo bracelet right at, right at your disposal, and without it being clunky or awkward or anything like that when it comes to you know accessing ammunition quickly because a lot of times you may need it quickly you know <laughs> right you've been having sex as long that's for sure right. that's true and it's not rattling around i mean the ammo bracelet holds it tied up against uh you know up against the the band itself so it's not rattling around making noise and it's right there you know when you need to grab it i just picked up my um sixth uh mosley Nagant rifle it's actually a thin model 1939 m39 um rifle and I was carrying ammunition for a while on stripper clips because the old World War Two bolt actions like these have stripper clips that will hold five rounds. But then you'd have to find a place to put a stripper clip. You gotta put it in your pocket, you gotta put it uh, you know, on in your in your coat pocket or your, your, your pants pocket or whatever and then you've got to fumble for it and, and access it and and pull out that round and load it. But the ammo bracelet just keeps everything right there on your wrist or the butt of your rifle or wherever, and uh, I really think it's a neat product. I appreciate it. We have a lot of people that like this. Yeah, for sure. That's really good. And um, also, I was going to ask you about your rear bag and your mega bag. Tell us something about that. I know you already talked about bags just now, but um, tell us some more about about those concepts. 
Sure. Yeah. The the rear bag was is you know that's coming from from tactical rifles from you know bolt action three hundred eight. Uh, you know uh, all the training I've done. Everybody uses a rear bag to get their their elevation adjustment. You know, uh, fine tune with the when when they're shooting long guns. Um, and then when I started shooting specialty pistols, it it was an easy transition um, to using that. The same thing under the pistol grip to get your your you know minute elevation adjustments. Um, and so we just we just wanted to make a, a, a bag that would kind of double as both. Um, and then basically the mega bag, you know, we wanted uh, something for a, a solid front rest. Um, we we came up with those. It's a very large, you know, it's a it's over 10 pounds. Um, it's it's but it really works good on the range. Um, you know, on shooting benches, we have some indoor gun ranges that use them. Um, you know, for their customers to just get a really good solid rest. They're really good for you, like if you're inside in a rifle or, or do some adjustments. If you're not shooting off of like a bipod, um, you don't have to stack sandbags or, or backpacks or things to get a really good solid rest. The mega bag serves that purpose and, and keeps your your rifle, you know, dead still when you're when you're wanting to to fine tune your your, your scope or, sure. or your sights. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And the other thing I was going to mention is it's a great range tool to have for sighting in guns or having a good steady rest, but it also works well on the field, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I use, I've got a, I've, I've used one in, in my stands. Um, I, I like the, the, the big front rest. Um, we also keep one on the, on the four wheeler because we can throw it across the handlebars or, mm. or, or across the back rack and lean your, uh, you know, lean your, your rifle up against it. We hunt out in West Texas, uh, every year and out there you're on your quad and you're, you're glassing and moving around and, may see something three or four or five hundred yards away and, and it's hard to get a good steady position shooting a rest from the four wheeler uh, but with a mega bag you can throw on any one of your racks or like I said your handlebars and you've got a solid rest to shoot from um, and makes it you know just that solid rest makes a difference especially when you're getting out there two three four hundred yards um, the it does. Get, that, that rest makes a difference so the one thing that I, I mentioned to a lot of new shooters is if your gun is is not steady and is not solid at 100 yards, your mistake doubles and triples and quadruples at two, three, and 400 yards. You know, so that's the, you know, that's the thing about longer distances. Once you get to those longer distances, you know, a precision counts, you know, big time. It does matter. Um, and, and you don't want to make an offhand shot at that kind of distance if you, if you've got a good opportunity at a trophy animal, for instance, or whatever the case may be. So, um, also, I wanted to run past you the um, the uh, Guardian and Guardian Junior, which are specialty pistol uh, bags or cases, soft cases. Would that be correct in explaining that what those are? Yeah, I mean, we we use them kind of as a as a solution for for carrying the specialty pistols. I mean, the specialty pistols a niche a niche market, but it's it's growing by leaps and bounds. A lot of people are like a, I guess kind of still the same way I do. They want something a little different than a rifle. Right, um, but they're just not archery guys. And they're, they're gun nuts, and and um, so especially this whole, you know, a lot of people are getting into it. Whether it's the, the factory avail- available options or if it's custom builds, but there's not much available as far as is uh, hunting. You know, I mean, I'm I'm not a big range guy um or, or competitive shooter, but uh, but I'm a hunter, and, and for carrying these pistols around on a hunt. Is there's one easy way to do it. Um, so we came up with a Guardian, which is basically a, a backpack-type carry rig. Um, it, it has adjustable shoulder straps. They they can be moved on the rig to either carry it in a backpack style or a cross-carry style. 
Um, he even has carry handles just where you can carry it, you know, down by your side, you know, to and from the, the range or your, or your quad or your vehicle or whatnot. Um, you know, the, the, the Guardian itself is, is for the larger specialty pistols like the XPs and, and the, the Strikers from Savage and then the, uh, um, the Guardian Junior fit some of the smaller uh, versions of the specialty pistol and even the big X-frame, um, revolvers, which, which, a lot of those classified especially pistols themselves. A lot of people are shooting, you know, bipods and front rest on those big revolvers. So, right. Um, that the Guardian Junior fits those big, uh, those big X-frame revolvers um, perfectly. Because before you came out with this, I mean, I did not know. My dad keeps, uh, he has a thousand contenders I mentioned earlier in the show, and um, he really has, you know, the one thing that I was kind of hung up with him on is there's nothing out there that really fits this pistol well. He keeps it in a old, um, you know, range bag style thing that he keeps all his barrels wrapped up in and everything like that. This this product absolutely blew my mind uh, that you came out with something that would fit a, a large revolver or a contender or encore or, you know, single shot, especially with this like that. Uh, the, the material on the inside is real soft. The outside's you know, durable. I mean, it's something that really lasts you a lifetime to take good care of it, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, they'll, they'll last forever, and all like all W gear, everything we we make uh, comes with a lifetime warranty. If we can't fix it, you get a new one. So um, that's something you don't have to worry about. You buy one, and it's going to be the one you're going to going to have uh, for the remainder. Um, you know, like I said, we just we just wanted the solution to to get out and hunt with these guns. I mean, it's not a big deal just driving to the range and carrying your, your you know, especially pistol, your big revolvers, you know, to and from the shooting lane. But but when you're out hiking all day and covering miles and miles. You know, you got a lot of gear to start with, and and those pistols are are big and heavy, and they it's not like a rifle you can just throw across your back. You got to actually have a solution to carry it. So that's why we came out with right. it, and it's it's really worked good for us. And a lifetime guarantee on a grassroots style company's product is really speaks volumes to the quality. You know, I just wanted to say that I've never really told you that before. But, um, you know, I really want to say that hats off to you on a lifetime guarantee on all your W gear. I mean, that's incredible. No, I appreciate it. I've, I've always I've loved building stuff and making things, and I've always been told that I, I make things twice as heavy and thick and solid. And, you know, if you're supposed to use a 2 by 4 I'll use a 2 by 10 That's the kind, <laughs> of, kind of mentality I have, um, and we kind of carry that into the W gear. It, it, it's it's definitely gonna last. We uh we we make it to last. So, right. but, uh you know I'm I'm gonna tear it up if it can be torn up. So I try to make it to where I can't even tear it up, and I know I got something good. So, so to switch gears really quickly with you, um, tell us your top um you know ideas and concepts and strategies as far as deer hunting go in Texas because we're in the off season right now, but. It's right around the corner. Everybody's thinking about it. There's a hunter, uh, especially a big game hunter. You know, what are your, what are your, do you, do you do a lot of, uh, feeder hunting? Do you do spot and stalk? What kind of things do you do? You know, I, I do. I mean, we, we hunt here, uh, around home. Uh, we've got a family place that we hunt. Uh, and, and basically when I'm out there, I'm, I'm, I say we hunt, my boys hunt, and I'm a guide. I usually guide around here. For oh, right. But I've got a place that we've got a 10,000 acre lease out in, uh, in Terrell County, you know, super West Texas. And, uh, we hunt mule deer and whitetail and, and, uh, javelina out there. And, uh, what we do, you know, we, we feed protein year round. I mean, that's a big deal. Uh, we've noticed a lot more deer, you know, a lot better deer. I mean, the whole, the whole keeping the protein available to them 365 days a year works. 
um, as far as the you know the the health of the deer and the and the, the size of the antlers. So we we keep that going. But but I like spot and stalk. Um, but I you know for my for my law enforcement training and stuff, I like to kind of sit and hide and, and watch. You know, I kind of find a good perch and a good place to sit and. I'm the kind of guy that'll be there an hour before daylight and, and leave after you know after shooting light. Um, an all day thing, to, huh? Yeah, and I like to just sit and watch and see what comes. And you're, when you do that, you'd be amazed at what moves between you know 11 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Uh, right. You know, if you get a nice cool day, there's 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 plenty of movement and plenty of game moving during the middle of the day. And most people are back to camp house. And, Right, watching the football game, whatever. Right. right, right. I don't get a lot of free days that I'm not guiding with with, with the kids. So when I do get a time, I'm gonna I'm gonna make the best of my usually stay out all day. That's kind of kind of my style. No, that's great. And the other thing I was gonna mention is uh, on your um, on your deer hunting. You know, a lot of times during the rut, you know, they don't always come to corn, and uh, they don't always you know come where you want them to come too. They don't always you know go where you want them. To go they they always are are on the move they're always on the prowl and um that's an opportune time to hunt is in the middle of the day would you agree right now i've seen a lot of a lot of game and made some you know taking some decent decent deer in the middle of the day um you know i i feel like you you keep the setup you know a lot of people will say well you're feeding you know you know what bucks are coming well i, I feed the does um Right. If I've got I've got bucks coming. That's fine. They can eat some protein and maybe increase some antler size by a few inches. If that's you know, if that all works out, that's fine and dandy. But but I like when I have you know a, a bunch of does that that are daily at the feeders daily because I know they're going to be healthy. I know they're going to their pawns are going to be healthy, which you know that that, that uh, sure. ensures your future you know your future herds uh, down the line. But but it also brings in bucks. I mean I've. I've uh, I've killed plenty bucks that that I've never seen on game camera before. Never had a picture at the feeder, but I've got plenty does there, and they live around that feed, and they stay there. And and when the rut turns on, that's uh, that's the number one attraction is to have that doe, uh, you know, there close close by, and coming to your feeder every day because those bucks that are coming from ways off that that aren't from that area, they're gonna they're gonna follow those does, and that's that's always worked for me. And what I continue to to try to practice. That's a great, and that's also a selective way. I mean, a lot of people get Texas, uh, Texans a lot of grief because we hunt over feeders, and there are a lot of states, especially in the western states, where, you know, baiting's illegal, a lot of the eastern states baiting's illegal, and, and those kind of things. But, you know, you, you get to, the way I've explained it to a lot of hunters on my YouTube videos is that, you know, you, you have a selective viewpoint at that point, hunting over a feeder and really seeing what the herd looks like. Now, that's not always the case when it comes to uh, your trophy bucks that don't always come into corn, especially not during the daytime. They'll come in during the night while everything else is gone and eat whatever the hogs haven't eaten, you know. But, right, exactly. uh, you know, the, the, the neat thing about feeder hunting is you really take a selective, you know, approach to your deer management and counting your does and seeing how how your herd looks like, you know, what your herd looks like and so on and so forth. Would you agree with that? No, definitely. I get way more excited. When I when I check game cameras, I get way more excited about all the does that are at the feed and, and how healthy they're looking uh, compared to what bucks because like I said, when, when that rut turns on uh, those does are, are what's gonna what's gonna bring the big boy in. So so when I see does, that's that's what I'm that's what I'm looking for. Right. Um, I'm not I'm not feeding the buck. But usually the bucks that I shoot or that I that I'm after don't care anything about that corn. They care about the does that's been been living there. You know the whole year. Right. 
side and then they're eating the protein. And I personally think it's a very smart thing. I've heard a lot of radio show hosts that I listen to say, you know, feed corn year-round. But feeding protein is so important, you know, for for good herd management and for the health of that deer and especially for antler growth, right? Right, definitely. And definitely. so I really think that the, the the case for feeding protein, even though it's not cheap, you know, feeding that year-round is going to, especially if you have a, a quote-unquote lease or a uh, family property or property that you use private property because about 97% of Texas is private property, uh, but having a, a herd that you actually feed, um, you know, running protein year-round is not a bad idea at all. I, mean, I agree, and I think that, you know, and, and it does, it, it affects so much other aspects of Texas wildlife. I mean, right. I've got a, I've got game camera pictures of, I, I didn't realize this until I started feeding protein, how, how uh, that foxes like protein. I've got, sure. I think, four foxes in one picture eating eating protein that, that the deer don't wow. have at the feeder. Um, you know, you've got, of course, things like coons and, and squirrels, that, but, but they're wildlife too, and they, they benefit from it, and, and plenty of different birds, you know, that benefit from, from having the feed out, but, um, you know, definitely it, it, it affects the whole, the whole area, you know, in a positive way, having that, having that nutrition food source there. Right. And what percentage of protein do you feed? I'm just curious. Uh, we usually feed 20. Um, okay. I, I'm a big believer in, in, in um, 20%. Um, now, we keep the protein year-round, and we do have a corn feeder in the same feed pen right. um, uh, that we keep going as well. But, yeah, we keep 20% fo- protein. And then, you know, this time of year when, when they're in velvet, we mix in uh, some roasted soybean as well. And that oh, that's great. That protein just a little bit. But, um you know, we, we usually mix it in where we get about 24 to 26% protein in the, in the you know, overall mix. And do you mix it with corn, or do you do you typically mix yours, uh, or just have it up, uh, you know, one of those standard uh, protein feeders? Or what do you have exactly? Yeah, I mean, I'm I, I grew up uh, welding as a kid um, in high school, right. and college to pay my way through school. So we we just got some big homemade. Uh, our feeders hold 1,100 pounds, um, and we just we mix the the protein pellet in with this the soybean. Um, that kind of helps it flow good, and it's just a just a self feeder. You know, the deer come and eat as they as they wish. We we put some okay. deep pins around it to keep out, you know, keep out feral hogs and keep out uh, um, cattle. And, you know, if we have right. cattle on the place, but uh, yeah, just let them let them eat when they want. No, that's smart. Having it at their at their own discretion where they kind of eat. What do you call those feeders? I forget. Uh, free just free range feeder. Yeah, just a big free free choice feeder, right? And you can free tell choice, I mean, that's right. free choice. when when the when it's rain, you know, when it's a good rainy season and there's plenty for them to eat, they won't eat as much protein. But when it's dry, um, like it's been now, um, they'll 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 eat plenty of it. I mean, it just keeps keeps their nutrition level, keeps their health and their weight, you know, kind of consistent, uh, no matter what what uh, uh you know the weather's doing. Okay, no, that's good. That's good. I was just curious what your thoughts were on that. And uh, back to hunting, you know, aside from wildlife management and, and feeding schedule and that kind of stuff, I think it's very important to talk about. But your favorite calibers for deer and hog hunting? Um, well, I I grew up um, on on I mean, forty five seventy was the, was one of the first rifles I had. Um, you know, back home though was brush hunting, so you very rarely got a shot over a hundred yards. Right. Um, but through my law enforcement training, I mean, all we did was three hundred eight and you know, I figured if that was good enough to, to protect people with uh, 
against other bad people, then it should work for for deer. And you know, there's there's a lot of good bullets out there in 30 caliber, and, and uh, that's all I hunt with. Um, all I, I, you know, I told all my my boys as they got old, have gotten older, you know, they can have any gun they want as long as it's a 308, and that's what we, <laughs> that's what we have. So um, everybody in my household shoots a 308. Yep. Wow, that's, that's great. What we do all our do all our, our killing with a couple forty five seventies and a bunch of three oh eight. Okay, so three oh eight. That's a solid caliber. I started out my first deer kill was with the three oh eight and um I load uh, I don't know about you, but I load Sierra one sixty five grain um uh, Game King bullets in mine, but I'm I'm experimenting with some other loads. Do you have any pet loads or uh or anything like that you'd like to share? You know, out of the specialty pistol, um, I really like the uh, the 178 grain, um, the Hornady Amax, which they stopped okay. making uh, this last year, uh, which kind of broke my heart, but I was able to, to get a bunch to last me about 300 years, so I think I'll be good on Amax for a while, um, but I really like that load. Um, I like the Barnes 168X bullet out of the longer barrel, you know, out of a rifle. Right. I had real good luck with that. So those two bullets are kind of what what, what I hunt with and what I've hunted with. Um, I had a really good success with. Oh, that's very good. Uh, like I said, Sierra Game Kings have worked well for me, but in the um, I, I have five Mosley Nagans that I talk about. I hunt with two of them, and um, you know that bullet, the seven six two by fifty four rimmed, is a uh, is a bullet that falls ballistically in between a three oh eight and a thirty odd six. It's just a Russian round that not a lot of folks in the states use. Uh, for hunting, but I do, and I use a 203 grain uh, brown bear or silver bear soft point. Okay. And uh, you talk about a mean bullet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's the job. <laughs> you would think it would really not be as accurate, being as heavy as that is for a 308 or 311. Actually, is the diameter of the of the Mosin, uh loading. But I mean, holy smokes! I mean, I uh, it doesn't walk far. I'll tell you that much after it gets hit by one of those. Uh, I wouldn't think it would. <laughs> Tell the folks how to find you, how to get in touch with you, where you are on social media, and um, I, I just want to get get a good plug-in for you. Okay, yeah, I mean, I guess the best way is just go to the website. It's, uh, it's just my name. It's CodyWeezer.com. It's C-O-D-Y-W-E-I-S-E-R.com, and all our links are there for, you know, for uh, Facebook and email and, and Instagram and, and uh, our YouTube channel, so... Uh, that's kind of our hub. You can go there, and, and all our contact information is there as well. So you may call, shoot me an email, or check out the website. Yeah, and your phone number is on the website, so I invite people to give this guy a call. So Sure. Yeah, I know. That's really good. And I really um, enjoyed having you on the show. I've really got to say, um, out of all the guys I've met, I've not met anybody quite as diverse as you when it comes to the different things you're involved in. Oh, I appreciate it. There's plenty of irons in the fire, I guess, is one way to say it. Yeah, that's what I say, too. Certainly, if you look at all the scope of what I've got going on and the spectrum of, uh, of everything I've got going on, you say the same thing. So, right. Um, but thanks so much for joining me tonight, man. I really appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you. And there he goes, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Cody Weezer from CodyWeezer.com. His website, again, is CodyWeezer.com. It's C-O-D-Y-W-E-I-S-E-R.com. And uh, it's got a really great website going on there and um, really great products. And he just added a new product since we did this phone call together called the Cylinder Rear Bag. And um, it's kind of like a cylindrical rear, rear bag for shooting. Uh, you can use it as a front rest or a rear rest, but it's basically designed to be a rear bag uh, to go along with the rear bag, normal square rear bag, and then the uh, the mega bag. So great rear rest. And um, 
and just great steady shooting rests and that's so important when you're shooting um, especially pistols and those kind of things that we talked about on the show today but really important when it comes to proper shooting form is having a good steady rest and you know I never depend on the shooting bags that they have at the gun range man the gun range I shoot at is a really nice gun range but I mean it they have like like wooden blocks like four by fours that you can shoot off of and they're not the most steady or certainly not the most comfortable rest you can use I use a rest that I typically use but I'm not using one of Cody's rests uh, called high score h-y-s-k-o-r-e um, they make a complete shooting system and, and everything like that. I'm a really big fan of what they've got. They've got a rapid fire rest that I use uh, for, a, for a real steady, you know, system rest. Um, but Cody Weezer has just got a great line of shooting products, especially for taking with you on the field, you know, not just going to the range or wherever you shoot. And I'm just a really big fan of what these guys are up to. So um, anyway, te- check that out. Also, if you've not done so, please subscribe to our newsletters. They come out three times a week. We have Tactical Tuesday, we have Wildlife Wednesday, and we have, of course, the State of the Texas Outdoor Nation Thursday newsletter. And you can register for those at fishgame.com. By the time I have the new show out next week or two weeks from now, I should also have the um, the new website up and running. And Elliot Donnelly, our digital publisher, is working on that right now. And so we should have the new website up that will have all kinds of new content and subscription-based things if you want to dive deeper into texas fishing game you can get a subscription to our digital site and uh but there'll be some free stuff on there as well especially this podcast because this will always be free for you and uh just really appreciate your time and uh taking the time to listen and thank you so much for checking us out if you want to learn more about the best of the outdoors we have all of our shows that we've ever done at the best of the outdoors.podbean.com you can go check all those shows out had a really great comment from a listener the other day on the podcast that i did about the top 10 things to look for in your next guide or outfitter and that really just made my day that made me smile so i love uh love when i get feedback like that if you've not left me a comment on the uh best of the outdoors podcast as far as a review goes please do so at itunes that's kind of where most of the folks find this show iTunes is kind of the big podcasting mecca of, uh, of podcast land. And if you wouldn't mind, please leave me a five-star rating. That'll help more people find this show. And I uh, really appreciate you taking the time to listen and have an awesome day in the outdoors. Mm-hmm.